from different parts of the world talking about dope music that they discovered the week before. It's a perfect place to discover new songs to jam to. Just kick back and relax. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This week's episode, we have decided to speak on the topic of clubbing. So I'm going to explore some music that these different friends of mine from different parts of the world all like to club to, and what they think a club is or should be, and how their favorite clubs are all set up. So, Ida if you remember from the last episode, is my friend from Sweden. We're just going to call her Miss Sweden. And Natalie, my friend from New York, uh, from the Bronx, we're going to call her New York. And then we have Molly. Because Molly is a party drug, we're going to still call her Molly. And we're going to call Ron, Ron, because it's shorter than saying... British Virgin Islands, okay? Yeah, so you've obviously done some clubbing in your lifetime in yes. England and in Sweden, right? Yes. Okay, and where where, where do you um where do you prefer doing clubbing? Oh, Sweden. Uh, <laughs> Sweden. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot more expensive in Sweden. Um, so that's sort of like the the down part of it but it's it's a bit nicer in Sweden it's not you know the floors aren't usually sticky right yeah. <laughs> wait what hold up let's put a pin in it right here let's skip to what Molly has to say on the same topic what, yeah. what are the elements that make up a club in your mind um the floor sticky and it smells of sweaty people. <laughs> See what I mean? There's a connection here. You stick to the floor and it's full of sweaty people and it smells of like sweaty people. That's what I say as a club. Jesus Christ. Do you want to know something funny? What? I <laughs> Swedish girl. That yeah. was the first thing she said. She's like, our club in Sweden is not like England. The ground isn't sticky. <laughs> <laughs> so that it must be Yeah, that validates what you just said. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so let's hear from a list of them what they think that constitutes a club. I'm going to play all of them at the same time so we can have some real contrast. Not to like put flex down or anything, but it's not the best of of places to be in the yeah. world. It's more like a bar than a than a club, you know. Yeah, and you can't. It's annoying because you can't hear anything. You know, you can't talk to people because the music's so loud. It's too loud. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
would you say in Sweden that the music there's like designated areas for um like socializing or just dancing and the yeah. volumes would, would vary in different parts of the club then? Yeah, so I mean obviously it would be different from club to club, but the clubs that I go to in my hometown, we've got two or three in my hometown and both of those clubs have got they've got dance floors where you obviously can't hear anything. Um, and then they've got sort of seating areas as well where you can sort yeah. of walk a bit more um, and also outdoor areas where you can hang out and sort of be. So it's more of like an all-round experience. It's not, ju- it's not just you go in and you dance and that's what yeah. you have to do so you can't hear what people are saying. You can go yeah. for a bit of a dance and then you can go out and talk and then you can go back and dance and, you know, stuff like that. Okay, let's go back to Molly now. There's normally the loud, there's louder music. Normally, if it's a pub, it's like live music and it's quieter, but you can still have a conversation in a club. You can't have a conversation inside the club. You've got to be outside. That's another thing the Swedish girl said. This is good because yeah. she said in the clubs in England, you can't hear anything. The ones in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, you can't hear shit in a British club. You can't hear anything. So that raises the question, how can you tell a bar from a club? There has to be bouncers, right? Or does pubs also have bouncers? Some bars have bouncers. Pubs don't. Um, but clubs and bars will have bouncers. So what's a bar then? What would you consider a bar? Uh, I'd say like like a cocktail bar. Like, you know, Revs, like Revolution. Yeah. It, I'd say that's a bar. A pub is more like your local pub that 50-plus-year-old men go to with their family. Then they've been going there for 20-odd years. I'd say um, that's... Okay. But what, why is Revolution not a club, then? Um, I don't know. It seems is, a bit... Is it too much, too much open sitting outside, then? Yeah, and it's just one big room. A club is like you have... A top, like yeah, you have floors <laughs> and different rooms. Reds is just the same thing the whole floor. Whereas clubs, you have like R and B in one room, and then cheese room in another room, and then you go right. further upstairs, and it's something else. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I would say that we're getting somewhere. Let's listen to what Bronx has to say about clubbing. Absolutely. One thing that makes a club what's the one identifying factor that makes a club in New York a club in New York like if someone uh, would blindfold you and just drop yeah. you in the club what would make you know oh shit this is a New York club <laughs> well I would definitely I, w- I feel like the music the genre the type of music I mean anytime so like I've been on like you know the west coast I've been down south here um, the East Coast, obviously the music is all different. It's yeah. all different. Like the things that they play, you know, on the West Coast, they're not really pop. It's not like always the same type of music that they're playing in the East Coast. Um, especially when you're from New York, you know, New York, we support our New York artists, you know? Right. So like, you're always going to hear Biggie, you know, in New York. You're always going to hear like um, Big Pun in New York. That's right, baby. Now it's going down. Funk Master Flex up in here. Get ready for the exclusive Big Pun joint. That's right. So my head's out in New York, Cali, Miami, Baltimore, Puerto Rico. If you're over 70s, 
know, you're always going to hear like those artists you can catch me in the yeah, yeah, yeah. come every single and and when you do hear those those artists come on when Biggie comes on everybody is up. Everybody is singing. Everybody knows. A matter of fact, I went to this I went to um to this club and they were playing it was a Biggie tribute. And the DJ, which I believe it was Funkmaster Flex, who's a, a big DJ out here in New York, yeah, um, he was playing just the instrumentals. He was just playing the instrumentals. And, the, you know, the instrumentals, and I, it kind of had the chorus, but yeah, people yeah. were singing the songs with the instrumentals, just the instrumentals. Yeah, yeah. So From they singing out the whole acapella. It was singing out the whole song acapella, the whole crowd. <laughs> and it's moments like that, that, like, where you have experiences like that, that you can't even I could I could try to talk about it on a podcast, but you're not gonna receive the beauty of it, you know, the way that I received it that day, listening to people pay like homage to this man like that has been gone for a little while, but his music is still so revered, you know, yeah. and people love it. And you wanna know something, I know that like the context of the music, people say whatever. Let me tell you, he was a storyteller and, and he was speaking about what was going on you know, in the streets during that time. And um, yeah, but like, you know, during that time, it was it was great because it was like, we were finally seeing somebody come out of the struggle, you yeah. know, and, and, and I'm and from the Bronx. He was so was like, mad talented it. and he was so, he was so unlikely uh, being, yeah. you know, a huge guy, a huge, a black fat guy, half Jamaican. Yeah, exactly. And he came out and he was the illest thing on the planet yes. as far as bars, flow. I mean, he had mad style when he had the Kooji sweaters and all, I mean. Exactly. Um, the, there's a song, it's called Warning. He's literally rapping this story straight from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And and it's just, it's my favorite song. I love that song. Cause it's like, you hear, you hear it, but it's like, he's so descriptive with it that like you literally picture the whole conversation. Yeah. Like him being on the phone, having this conversation. Like, Who the fuck is and, this? Uh, Aging me at five, yeah. six in the morning. Who the fuck is this? Aging me at five, forty-six in the morning. Crack a dawning, now I'm yawning. Wipe the cold out my eyes. See who's this page of me. <laughs> I keep going. I keep going. But yeah, so like that's my favorite Biggie song. Um, but I think that's what separates New York clubs is 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 literally the way that they um, the way that they represent their artists. So we're gonna hear from Ron because Ron spent uh, his college years in San Francisco. He's gonna give us the West Coast perspective. If you were to be teleported in your sleep <laughs> wake up in a club what was the what's the one thing that will let you know that it's a club in san francisco what's that uh, defining fact def definitely the lights all of the lights the lights the lights um and that 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 techno vibe that d d d d d that That sound is like for me iconic because that's what uh, particularly in San Francisco because San Francisco um, 
being a very liberal uh, place, you have a lot of um, gays, LGBTs. So um, it's all about like, it's kind of like a lot of like people wear like a lot of outlandish costumes and stuff. Right. Um, so even on a Friday night, they would, whether it's a straight club or not, you would see all types of people in there and they would be authentic, authentically dressed in these like very outlandish flamboyant weird colors um almost like disco type you know yeah, um, yeah. but almost definitely like a, like a um, liberal new orleans yeah. but. <laughs> so definitely when i think of it the music um that automatic techno vibe that beat and the lights that's like yeah there's lights in your face <laughs> all different colors of lights too right so you get if, if you have like schizophrenia that's not the place for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. So, moving on, I decided to ask my guests about their first experience in the club. Here's what they had to say. Sweden. So, tell me what is your... Tell me about your first time ever going to a club. Oh, God. Um... Oh, it must have been my graduating year um, in 2016 because we have, leading up to graduation um, in my hometown, we've got, you sort of, you're, okay. So the classes get together, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they yeah. sort of, they book a clubbing venue and then they put up this like party thing and then okay. you go to each other's parties and they're right. held in a club. So that would have been, one of those would have been my first clubbing experiences. That must have been at Flustert, it's called. In, what's, in what's the name of the town? Uh, Uppsala is my hometown. Right, Uppsala, and okay. the club's called Flustert. <laughs> and that's okay. normally a club for like 25 and over, but it's right. when the... I can't... I guess it would be college for you guys. But yes, that would have been the first thing. And then I cannot remember the first time I went clubbing outside of school. I yeah, can't. By then you were, you were used to house parties anyway. So yeah. It was just moving the house party to the club, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so all what... sort of, it blends together, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And Molly... Tell me about your cringy t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I got it for Christmas off this woman who always buys me really weird shit for Christmas. Like, it's a thing in our house. Like, oh, she's called Sal. Oh, what Sal bought you this year, Molly? And I can't even... T- it says, sorry, I had to cancel last minute. It took me forever to think of an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wear it around the house. It's too cringy to wear it in public. It, it is. It is kind of something you would say. It's shit, really. <laughs> well, that is something you would say. I mean, y- yeah, probably. I just didn't want to come. <laughs> so, can you remember the first time you you went to a club? Yes, it was for my 18th birthday in Stafford. <laughs> Me. John, Hannah, Sam, Chris and Emma, great mix, went out for my birthday. Um, Yeah, went, 
and Stafford was dead as a fart. There was nobody in control. It was it was a total flop, mate. <laughs> it was shit. I don't remember most of it. And yeah, I just it was a bit of a shit night out. I've had plenty of the nicer nights out. But my eighteenth was a complete flop. Was that the first time you've ever been to a club ever? Or did you sneak in at any point before? No, yeah. I never I I never look old enough. Ever, I get ID'd now at 21. Yeah, you so there's still no way. I'd in. <laughs> no way. New York. So, do you remember the first time you went to a grown-up nightclub? Yes, I do. <laughs> the first time I went to a grown-up nightclub, I was 15. I was not a grown-up yet, and we went to see this group that was out back in the day. It's a Spanish group called DLG. That's like the first kind of like, it wasn't called reggaeton. At that point, oh, it was like okay. like Spanish rap, yeah. and um, we went I to see DLG. Let me tell you, I when I was fifteen, I looked twelve. So I don't even ask me how we got in. A friend knew somebody <laughs> that was in the club. They wanted her to come, so I just got in by default. And yeah. um, my friend even went up. Mind you, she was like, we were young. She looked a little older, but like she was young. She which she had to be like fourteen. We was we was young anyway. Yeah. But, um, and I remember she got up on stage. She was like twerking all over these dudes. Like it was crazy. We thought we was grown big time. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it was, it was really, it was a cool experience. But the first time I ever been to a club that was, um, it wasn't necessarily like an adult night. um, But it was, you remember that group, that rap group, Black Sheep? Yeah. You know, it goes, um. The engine, engine, number nine. Engine, engine, number nine. On the New York train. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Stop with the Huh? And your first time to a club? That was my first, first time. But that night was like a teen night. It was in a big club, but it was in a, it was like a teen night. And I saw a black sheep. But that was the first time I felt grown. You know, like I felt like, oh, okay, like I'm in a club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you want to know, it's, you know I, I've always, you know what it is? I think that I love about the idea of clubbing. It's not even the things that I think everybody else enjoys, like the drinking and the dance. For me, I think it's just about being around so many people that are just fucking happy, trying to have a good time. <laughs> you know, I, for me, it's the energy. You know, like yeah. I love the music, you know, it gets you. And you know, when that song comes on that everybody knows, and oh, then yeah. everybody just starts chanting it at the same time at on beat, you know? And it's just like in that moment, you're literally in sync with every single person in the club. And you don't even know the motherfuckers. But like in that moment, y'all yeah. all like one. 
you know, yeah, yeah. and there's a camaraderie and everybody just showing love. And especially right now in this time of like COVID, you know, where there's so much separation, you know, it's like thinking back on those times, like, yo, those are fucking beautiful moments, you know, yeah. like just people yeah. gathering, literally people gather in a club for what purpose? For joy, for yeah. to have a good time, to get fucking crunk, to get lit, you know, like whatever it is you call it, you know, but people gather for that purpose, you know, yeah, to yeah. get outside of the work situations and, and stresses and whatever right. stresses they have. And, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the things I love about working in a club, doing what I do, is that I get to experience that those happy moments, you know, yeah. that people Every come day. for. Yeah, that's what clubbing is for me. You know, so, it's just it's just people vibing and, like, uniting and having a good time, being free. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, it's, yeah, it's about, like, that freedom. You know, just that, that good time, that joy, you know, because even though people fight sometimes, they at the end of the day, they're really going out there for peace. You know, they just want to go out and have a good time. Yeah. And now, finally, Ron. Go ahead. Yes. Can you remember the first time you went to an actual club? So the first time I actually went to a club would definitely have to be when I was in San Francisco. Right. Uh, it would be, of course, in the United States, it's an exciting time when you are 21 officially because right. that means you can drink right. uh, legally. So that was a big deal for me. And um, I definitely remember uh, spending time with my fraternity brothers and just being at all. Like, just, just a lot of excitement, a lot of adrenaline, a lot of blood pumping. Um, I love clubbing, by the way. I love music. Uh, I love the dance. I actually went to a party, a house party yesterday, and the the theme of it was uh, strictly uh, Dominica music. So Zouk. And um, man, I was just I was in awe. I was on the floor. I was I was enjoying myself. <laughs> Okay, okay. Was it was it like a street party or like a uh, this was a house party. Upper, upper upper society people party? I mean, oh no, this was a house party with uh, Dominicans just enjoying themselves, very laid back, very humble, eating souls, macaroni, right, right. um, all that good stuff. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool and, stuff. And of course, um, bush rum. Can't forget the bush rum. Right. <laughs> yeah. So next, I decided to ask the guests about the song, because that's what we're here for, right? So we're going to start off with Ron. All right, cool. Well, let's get to your song then. So in those lap dance moments, ah. what's, what's one of those songs that you just hear in the club and you just have to either run to the dance floor from the bar or leap off the toilet seat and like, what's one of those songs? Definitely genuine. Um, pony. That was my ultimate <laughs> number one go-to. <laughs> I just, I just used to have to hear uh, genuine, um, and and that was that was it. That was that was on all fours. Yeah. Uh, so that would have to be the top of my list. Right. So that I really love. Um, one of my favorite songs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you move on to that song, 
So to, for the ladies out there who don't know, which I don't know who that would be, what Jenny Wine Pony is, give them a quick rundown of what the song, what he, what he's saying in the song, or what it's what it's about. Well, <laughs> a really a really quick line is, if you're horny, let's do it, ride it, my pony, my saddle is waiting. Come and jump on it, and I mean, I mean, right, after right. you hear, after you hear that line, that ain't nothing else but to do but jump on it. <laughs> that's exactly what used to take place. Mm, I can just imagine, man. <laughs> right. What other song? What were you? What was the other song? I love dance also. Um, when you hear that beanie man, um. Girls M Sugar, that's my song too. That's that's a go-to for me. I love to hear that. And um Egyptian Hoya. Can you give me the tightest That's another favorite of mine. Yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome club song. That's a grinding song, you know? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Next came Ida's selection, a.k.a. Sweden. What's your, what's your favorite clubbing song of all time so far? Because I know it's, okay. it might change in the future. But. So I don't really, you know, when you go to a club and it's like, unt, 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 like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know none of those songs. I don't know the names. I have never yeah. paid attention to the names. That's not really the vibe I go for. Like when I'm at a club and yeah. you're dancing to that kind of music, I don't mind it. I'm like, it's perfect. It's fun and all. But I prefer it when it's more of like, you know, ABBA or some old ah, music yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so my favorite clubbing song, if they play Mr. Brightside by The Killers, <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy. <laughs> so that's the song, Mr. Brightside that by The Killers. That's my ultimate, you know, that's made my night. I'm like, oh yes. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. Or possibly Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. Yeah, I know it's, that one. It's like a tie between those two songs. Alright, so tell me about, describe the both of them then. Tell me about um, the Mr. Killers one first. <laughs> <laughs> the mystical, right, uh, Mr. Right side. Well, it's. <laughs> I think it's. It should be a song that everyone knows, <laughs> um, and it's just a really fun, catchy song. And because you know, you know all the li- the li- you know all the lyrics to it. Yeah. It just makes it go ah. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a really fun, exciting song, and I, it just makes me really happy, and it just makes me want to join in. What is he singing about anyway? What is he talking about? Well, I'm pretty sure he's just 
talking about a night out or something like that. A girl is going off with a guy and is sort of talking about them hooking up, but also not. So like <laughs> And he's falling asleep, and she's calling a cab, and it's, and he's taking a smoke, and la 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 la. Right. It's just, yeah. So it's the whole vibe of nightlife in one yes. song. Basically. That's sort yeah. of what I feel when I listen to it. Always oh, some good songs from Ida. So next we move on to New York. Let's hear what she has to say. Real quick before I forget, the song is Oye Mi Canto by Nori. So it's that song that it goes, um, Boricua, Morena, Like when my first like clubbing experiences, like I was in my 20s. That song today, by the way. Yo, when that song came out in New York clubs, and you know I'm Latina, so like you know most of the, our demographic out there is that you know like this. Yo, yeah, yeah. it was literally like it was like lit. Like every even now to this day when that song comes on, like everybody goes crazy. Like yeah, still yeah. to this day. Just a, a whole bunch of great artists are in it. But uh, yeah, that was like the shit because reggaeton was just coming out. That was just coming over here to like the States. So it was huge. Like yeah, reggaeton was like, yeah, it was, it was, just, it was like such a big thing when it, when it came over to the States. So like when that came out, it was like, we felt like we, we had something for us, yeah. you know, the Latinos, like we had something yeah, that yeah, was yeah. That kind of belonged to us to the streets, you know, and and it and it like all of our our favorite artists, our Latino like artists were like they're representing. You talking about like Latino pride and stuff, you yeah, know, yeah. like people were going crazy. So, so <laughs> can you translate what the first? Can you translate? I always wanted to know what that meant. And by the way, before you answer, right? Yeah. When I was thinking about interviewing you for the podcast, that song came into my head and I was singing it early on. <laughs> so which one, which part do you want me to? The, um, the Boric, the, that part. The uh, so Boricua is Puerto Ricans. Moreno is like, you know, like blacks. Dominicano is Dominicans. Colombiano is the Colombians. Uh, okay, and he's basically yeah. saying like, hear my song. You know, that's right. in like yeah, yeah. the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, man, and he's and he's speaking about like Puerto Rico, you know, and from Puerto Rico. So like, you know, like when he's talking about like, um, what is he? He, he says, uh, oh yeah, uh, Pajardo, San Juan, Bayamón. Like, you know, he's speaking about the campo and stuff like that. Like, that's yeah. like Puerto Rico all day, you know. Yeah. And you already know how I represent and how much I love my my flag and and. Oh. and all that, you know, my, my oh. island. So, um, yeah, that was like big, that was real big for, for back then, because again, it was new, it was a new genre and it was, you know, Latinos representing, um, 
And it was like, yeah, it was it was special. And again, like I'm from the Bronx. I I started bartending in the Bronx. You know, my yeah. first gigs were in the Bronx in clubs in the yeah. Bronx. So like, are you crazy? It was yeah. it was literally yeah. like some of the best experiences of my life. You know, during that time, it was it was like, you know, I, I definitely did not waste my twenties. I'll just say that I had a good fucking time. Yeah, a good time. A really <laughs> great time. So what's what's the second song? Um. All right, you're gonna think this is so. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not gonna be corny, but I think it's a little whatever. Um, you know that song, girl. You look good. Let you back that thing up. You look big, fine yeah, woman. Let you back. Bad motherfucker. When that song is back that up, when that came out. Cash money records taking over for the nine nine. That's juvenile, like that was, right? That's juvenile. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yo, that's when like you know, like Little Wayne came on the map, juvenile. You know, yeah. and it was just like that. That's when like that southern music started like infiltrating <laughs> like the U.S. You know, it, 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 it was like they took what was happening where they were at and they, they made it more mainstream and they took the uniqueness. And you know what? That was the beauty of music, I feel like, in that time was that it was original. What they were doing was unique and it was original. What yeah. reggaeton artists were doing was unique and it was original. What, what like Biggie and, and like that like bad boy group was doing was unique and individual yeah. to them. You know, so it was just like everybody was doing their own thing. Listen, I like a lot of the music that's out right now. I don't knock, you know, the talent that's out right now. Everybody's doing their thing. And there's something for everybody in this world. You know, everybody gravitates towards their own thing. But for me, the novelty of what was happening back then was that, um, like, everybody was doing something. Like, it was almost like it was bad if you you bit off of somebody else's style. You have to have your own style. Yeah. You know? And and that was the that's why I kind of like you know when you asked me about like banger music, yeah you know I could bring you I could talk about Drake and I could talk about you know like Pop Smoke and the people that ha- have done stuff now you know and and they deserve all the credit you know that's due to them but like when you talk about bangers are they gonna still be playing those those artists you know like no yeah, yeah, yeah. let me tell you something like, they're gonna be playing Biggie forever you know what i'm saying they're gonna be playing those are always gonna be songs that that like people are are gonna like move to that's gonna move yeah, people like, out of- even when even when 50 50 brought out uh ghost shawty yeah. you know, exactly i was turning talking- up everywhere and it still does absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. in the club no that shit is a regular on and any <laughs> almost any dj's turntable you know, yes. they're, they're, they're playing in the club, you know, um, it's getting hot in here. The Nelly track, yeah. everybody, they still playing that in the club, you know, like, um, so like a lot of that music is, it's just the type of music that it just resonates and there's longevity in that music. You know, there's, there's a spirit that exists in the music. I, I literally feel like, even though we can see it, like, I feel like music is tangible energy. You know, it's tangible energy that you could feel it. 
And it's not something that you just feel outside. It's like, it just surrounds you. It just be moving through like the club, you know, like when people are dancing, that whole vibe, that's yeah. the music making its yeah. way through the crowd. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's there and you feel it. And when it hits you, you can't Boy, you help gotta it. Move. It's, you gotta it's move. Just like, you know, you gotta like, you know, you, you have to participate. Yeah. You have to, you know, join, you know, the, the, the energy, you know, like your, your, your energy displaced with the energy that is like being spewed from the, like the melody, you know, yeah. it's just like, so it's like, dope. I love, it's, let me tell you, I love that energy. I love when like I'm at work and like people start like screaming like a song, you know, like in unison. And yeah. I don't even have to be singing with them. It's just like hearing how the music brings people together. Yeah, That's yeah. what excites me, you know, because they could be people from all different walks of life, but you see a song come on, and then all of a sudden, everybody's on the same page. Well, that's, that's what I was just going to say. I listened to a podcast earlier on today, right? It wasn't pertaining to music necessarily, but there's something called the edge effect. And this is the first time I heard about it was today. And it's like where the forest meets the meadows or where the ocean meets the land, scientifically, they say it's this that is where you find most of the new life happening. And mm-hmm. it's like the guy alluded to music as well. Like when two different genres meet to make something together, it just yes. creates so much new life. It's kind of like what you were saying about reggaeton, you know, and yes, that, I, that I, goes exactly across exactly biology like to like music to like, is that same universal thread you've been talking about, you know? Yeah. Have Molly gonna share with us her favorite club songs? If you had to name one turn up club song of all time so far, what would it be for you? Oh, like a song I hear in a club? Yeah. Oh, see, when I go clubbing, I'm always in the cheese room. I've, I love a cheese room because they play all the, like, crazy <laughs> old stuff. Right. Them, like, the Killers, Mr. Brightside, or Dexy's Midnight Runners, or um, the, Fran- the Fratellis, uh, Chelsea Dagger. Uh, they're the ones I like. You know, people will run from the toilets mid-pee to not miss the Killers, Mr. Brightside. It's a classic. Okay. But so that, what? So what's your cheese song? If you had to pick one out of the three of them, what's your cheese? Uh, the, I wouldn't say it's like a cheesy song, but the song that I really, really write in a club is the, the Fratelli's Chelsea Dagger. Mm. That's the one I really, really like. It's in. It's been in quite a few films. It's. God, it's been around for years. What's he singing about? I don't... It's quite dirty. I don't actually know. I've tried to figure it out. But I don't... I genuinely don't know. I've had it for <laughs> years. And I'm like, what the fuck is he on about? Yeah, it's quite dirty, actually. When you really listen to it, it's like, oh... 
Okay. Well, you must be a girl with shoes like that. She said you know me well. I see you, little Stephen and Joanna, around the back of my hotel. So, outside of the cheesy song, all right, let's say non-club song, what's your favorite turn-up song of all time, whether it's in room or... The, the Black Keys, Lonely Boy. Mm. I love it. <laughs> what was it, the... Mm. No, I don't know the song. I'm just, I'm just oh. trying to, you know, add content. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were judging me. I was like, "Here we go." He's gonna say it's awful, and he's gonna hate me. Oh, was um, that was that one about? I probably heard. I just don't know the names. You know. The lyrics are a bit weird. But I love the music video to it because it is literally just a man in a room dancing his fucking heart out. That is it. And it cost them millions to make this music video. And it's literally just a man in a room proper giving it some. That's it. Yeah. It looks like a proper bodge job music video. Like, right, we've got no money. We'll just stick this man in a room and he can just proper go for it. (laughs) But it cost them millions to make this music video for it. But I really, really like it. Every time I hear it, it puts me in a really, really good mood. Someone stole that money. You know that, right? And now, last but not least, everyone has stories from when they were out clubbing. We're going to get some of the gang's stories, and even one of mine. Stay tuned. What? Do you have any crazy club stories or funny or embarrassing club stories? doesn't have to be about yourself that you can tell us. That happened on the night out. <laughs> I'll protect the names of the innocent. <laughs> you know what? I'd, I've never had like a crazy wild night out ever. It, it makes me sound really boring. It's the same but, thing the Swedish girl said. Yeah, I've never like <laughs> been arrested, been in a fight, got gobby at somebody. I'm I'm too mellow for that. I'm just like, oh, I can't deal with the drama. Have you not had, like, a night where your your girlfriend got, like, so drunk you had to put her on your back and, like, flag down a taxi or something? Oh, we did have one like that. Yeah, (laughs) me and John um, went out. Do you remember? Yeah. She was quite tall with blonde hair. Her. Me and John were going to go on a night out with her and a mate, right? I think this was shortly after. Christmas because we a really expensive bottle of gin that was really strong. Picked her and a friend up, came back to industry. She was trying to keep up with John, so she was necking everything. Vodka, this gin, um, sours, wine, you name it, she was drinking it. And she was slaughtered by the time we even got into the taxi. 
got into the taxi. She smashed. She can barely stand. Me, John, and her friend are like pretty much sober. <laughs> and we had to stop in a chip shop. And her head was like this on the table. She couldn't even lift her head. And she just vomited everywhere. In the <laughs> oh, yeah, like, oh, we hadn't even like fully gone out. We'd literally gone to the taxi, oh. got out, went straight to a chip. Because we're like, right, we've got to get some food was in that, her. Was that pre-gaming? You guys were just pre-gaming in industry? Yeah, and she just got completely <laughs> And the bouncer wouldn't let us in into the club she was he was like you, your mate's too drunk you, we can't let her in we're like right yeah. get to the chip shop next door oh god her up with some chips she threw up everywhere we oh, had to clean god. up but I didn't clean it up her friend cleaned it up because I was like I'm not touching that <laughs> <laughs> she basically threw up on herself and this guy was trying to make her like shove her on like come on you need to, to leave she was oh, like oh. don't you touch me stop touching me she was trying to kick off about it. And <laughs> she went home with her friend. And her friend was like, mate, she does this every single time she comes out. It's, oh. it's horrible. It really ruined it. And me and John were like stuck in the middle of staff and like, so. <laughs> and we just went back to industry. It was a complete fucking flop. But yeah, that was the only wild thing I could think of. She just ruined it from yeah. the get-go. She just got too drunk too soon. And she could barely remember anything the next day. And yeah, she's like, oh, did we have fun last night? Like, <laughs> no, it was proper shit. You suck! <laughs> I really like the nights out that you came out with, though. I always thought they were fun. The what? The nights out that you came out with us. I always yeah. liked those. Yeah, it was fun. Well, I don't know who I was talking to, but I went I went out the other day, and um, they had like a DJ in the restaurant next door, but it was like blasting, and uh, it was blasting, and I I couldn't sit down, like I literally was just like dancing in my uh, in my chair. <laughs> were you in a restaurant? Yeah, I was in the restaurant. We were, we were we were eating outside though, and then the restaurant across the street that had their music. They um, was it one of those songs. So right now in New York, you, you we're not allowed to eat inside yet. Okay. So we everything is al dente. I mean al dente. <laughs> everything is al fresco. Okay. So so um. The restaurant across the street, they typically have a DJ inside, but they right. had it outside, like, really, really loud. Right. Um. Let me just say I have a lot of iconic moments, a lot of iconic <laughs> memories, because while I would go out by myself many times, I usually would be surrounded by my fraternity brothers. We would go in groups. And um, I give you one story um, with my fraternity brothers. And as you said, we're not going to call any names, but uh, this was a club moment. Yes. But this was after the club. And we were, huh? we were on our way. What was that noise? The crib going back home. And we had had, we were just about partied out. And right. it's, the three, it's the three of us in uh, crammed in the back of a cab and, one of my homies 
Dog, do you want do you want your yeah. chicken? No, let's just let me just go get rid of that chicken, okay? <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say, you know that chicken's gonna be in the vlog. Yeah, <laughs> that, that chicken is doing too much, man. <laughs> He's letting you know it's three thirty-six PM, man. Yeah. All right. That's so dark. Uh, we're in the back of the cab, and uh, one of my homies gives me the elbow, and he's like, Ron, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, dude, shut up. We're almost there. You're not going to throw up. Like, right. <laughs> give it a rest. And he nudges me again. He's like, Ron, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I'm like, shut <laughs> up, dude. Like, we're almost there. And, dude, he literally just... Oh, God. Was he in the middle? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, and he literally, pla- but he, he did it in such a way, kind of like he did it, you know, he went forward and he just literally plastered the entire cab with uh, throw up. And um, we get out, we get out and he's like, oh, I'm covered in throw up. I'm covered in throw up. And I'm just like upset because I had on a nice uh, uh, jacket. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, you should have said something. He was like, but I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. <laughs> well, what, what about uh, the tech? What about the cab driver? Like? Uh, we kick, we um, we left the cab. And unfortunately, those were some crazy days. So there was an altercation between us and the cab driver because he wanted like a $200 cleaning fee. And I was like, nah, no, that ain't about to fucking happen. No. <laughs> And he was like, you guys are killing me. I can't work for the rest of the night. I'm like, I'm sorry. I apologize. But you're not getting no two hundred dollars all time. Like that ain't happening. Um, and we ended up literally running, like bolting through an alley to get rid of this cat, to just like lose the cab. Why are you running? Why are you running? Um, so that was not a very gentlemanly gentleman moment. That was definitely not something that you were proud of. But <laughs> In parties in the clubs, um, whether it was a house party or a club, I was iconic for taking my shirt off and giving <laughs> lap dances. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I was iconic for that, man. Um, yeah. You give me enough, and I'm like, all right, let's go, girl. Girl, so you ready or what? Like, let's go. Let's just. We went to this. Uh... Let me find a nice way to say. I don't want to say a strip club. <laughs> we went to uh, uh, oh god, adult entertainment club. Right. Even so- sounds worse. Uh, an exotic dancing club sounds yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think my friend there was some issue with like the security guard. And one of my friends. Well, at that point in time, we were like troublemakers. Yeah. So, we were known, known to have guns on us and stuff like that. So, we, we, we go into this club or whatever. One of the guys uh, is a guy called Danger. And he has like a, he has like a girl Did in the club. Did you say Danger? Yeah, that was his street name. <laughs> oh <my God>. So, <laughs> we go to the club. And... He has a girl that works there that knows him. So she's like providing private private lap dances in the corner for him with um one of her friends or whatever. And um there's this other guy called Jack, he's dead now, but oh. and that's like he was alive. <laughs> All of a sudden he goes in the toilet or something. 
and I think there's like some issue with him and the security guard. I honestly can't remember what it was about. I don't think it has anything to do with any of the girls or whatever. And um, there's a security guard, and he's wearing, you know, one of those dress shoes with the pointy tip. Yeah. And like the clickety heels or whatever. So he's wearing that, and him and um him and Jack have have this issue in the toilets and you just hear this ruckus and then you see Jack come out holding his chest. So apparently the security guard like hit him with a Kung Fu swipe kick with the oh shoe. There's this U-shaped scar where skin is missing on his chest yeah. from the kick. And then he's like, oh, I told the security I'm going outside for my gun in the car. And so he's ran outside, but all at the car were like, well, we did bring a gun today. <laughs> So security's panicking. He's going for his gun, and we're all scrambling to get the fuck out of the club before it just turns to like some crazy thing. But yeah, but I'll never forget that night because it was it was one of those nights where um, you know, you never think someone could kick someone through their t-shirt and leave like a a literal line where the shoe passed on that's their That was like a movie scene. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like that has ever happened when I've gone out. That would. <laughs> That when when we go to the bathroom, we're like having yeah. the time of our lives. We're like, oh yes, meeting all kinds of girls and whatnot, you know. Because girls, when we go to the bathroom, we're like bonding. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. this is great. This is our moment. Or waiting in the line to get to the bathroom. <laughs> That's where you meet your friends. That yeah. like... That's the thing for guys. It's never like that because we just go to the bathroom and get out. Oh no, we're like. Going to the bathroom in a club is a- is better than the actual clubbing. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I know. Perfect. Okay, guys, that's it for this episode. It's been going on for like a lot longer than I anticipated. So check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. All the names of the songs that were in this episode are going to be in the description below. And. Um, Please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thanks for listening. Goodbye.